You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Recording on the crate machine, which is awesome to see. And we are going to get started then here on episode 370 of the It's More Fair podcast. Welcome everyone to the podcast. I am Edward Green, not joined live as always by my Colin Crime West Bradshaw tonight. Now we are going to be having a Wembley. Corner. Ooh, Wembley corner. That's always fun. Um, it, it is that time of year where we, we start talking about Euros. Um, so I'm going to do a quick recap of Euro and Copa America. Um, and I hit a little bit of news and notes, and then we'll hear from Wes in Wembley corner. Um, as always, the podcast is presented by NGSC Sports at NGCSports.com. We never stop. Um, we do, though, want to start right out of the gate. And I know for myself, and Wes Bradshaw talk about, you know, just how thankful we are that Christian Erickson seems to be doing okay. Um, for those of you who do not know, Christian Erickson was playing for Denmark uh, at this Euro 2020. I don't know why we're still calling it Euro 2020 instead of 2021, but whatever. But they were playing against Finland on Saturday, and just before the end of the first half, uh, Christian Erickson seemed to suffer what may have been some sort of uh, heart attack. Um, it is something where he just collapsed on the pitch right in the middle of the match, no contact, just collapsed. Um, thankfully, the paramedics were there. They were amazing. They got to him real quick. They started uh, doing the, the reviving process, and they got him back. And uh, about an hour later, he was at the hospital, and he was doing... Okay, and and he is somewhat recovering right now. He is um, he is at least in, in as good a spirits as it seems like he could be given the circumstances. Um, and and they're now just running tests to see what the underlying condition may have been. Um, so I know that that was a it was about an hour or so there where it could have been very scary. It was very scary. It. It could have been. It was life or death, and thankfully, with the amazing uh, people that were on staff there, they were able to to take care of him and get him back up. So big shout outs to them. Um, they took a very long break while the paramedics were able to get him off the pitch and get him to the hospital. Um, they did restart the match. Um, there, I know I texted Wes amongst other people and was shocked that they continued playing. Uh, I, I think it was about an hour and a half to two hour break um, before the restart, but they got back out there and they kept playing. Um, 
and this was after that the team, the D- Danish team knew that Ericsson was in stable condition. Um, but I, I, I told Wes this, you know, for me personally, if I see that happen, there's no way I can go out and play a soccer match. There, there, there's literally zero way that happens. So while I'm sure that it was up to the players, I don't know that leaving it up to the players in their already, I'm sure, somewhat fragile mental state was the best decision. Uh, I also know that according to the uh, the Athletic here, um, Kasper Schmeichel went on to say that they were put in an awkward position after the incident, um, saying, quote, it probably required that someone above us had said that it was not the time to make a decision and maybe you should wait for the next day. We had two options. None of the options were good. We took the least bad one. Uh, there were a lot of players that weren't able to play the match. They were elsewhere mentally. You could have wished for a third option in the situation. Now, what I'm reading between the lines is that they were either going to play then, they either had to keep playing that day, or they were going to have to play on a different date that may have put them at a different... Um, and a different date closer to their second match, because this was their first match of Euro. So maybe maybe there would have been a very short break then between the, the restart of this match and that day. Maybe they would have had to play the restart match on the same day they were going to play their second match then. That would have meant they would have had to play, you know, a half of fo- essentially the rest of the first half, which was like two or three minutes then the second half, and then they would have played another game of football. I don't know that those were the two options. But reading between the lines, like, the way that playing the same day is the less bad option, you you have to really wonder what the other option was. So, I I initially blasted FIFA, and or UEFA, I guess, really, because I I couldn't believe that they were restarting the match. Uh, I then heard that, you know, the players agree to it. Um, and I was like, okay, well, if the players said so, then okay, I guess. But hearing hearing Casper Schmeichel talk about that makes me think that they were given some very bad choices. Like you said, they picked the last bad one. Because um, I don't know if I'd want to play, you know, essentially a match and a half, you know, either. So... I don't know. I don't know what the options would have been. Very tough situation. But the most important thing in all of this is that Christian Eriksen is stable. And we, I know for myself, I'm sure for my Colin Cranwell Bradshaw, he'll be talking about this in Wembley Corner. We are so thankful that he is okay. So that out of the way, we can now jump into the actual matches themselves. Um... We'll start in Group A real quick. Italy straight up dominating a pair of 3-0 victories, first against Turkey, then against Switzerland. They have assured themselves at least top three in the group. Um, and, of course, top two automatically advance. Third place, the be- the four out of six best third-place teams will also advance to the knockout stage. So Italy already very likely to advance. Um, right now they're at six points. Wales are at four points. After drawing Switzerland and then beating Turkey 2-0, uh, Aaron Ramsey with a great goal in that match. And uh, Gareth Bale, a true return to form in that one, even though he did not uh, convert his penalty. Um, Wales also now in a very good position to go through if they can at least 
you know, just get a point against uh, Italy. That will probably be enough in their last match. Although they're also now three points up on Switzerland, which means there would have to be some shenanigans for uh, um, to do. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Actually, Italy has already guaranteed advancement. That, I thought the math worked. So Italy is through there, through the knockout stage, position to be determined. Uh, Wales is guaranteed top three. So they they cannot be eliminated unless they are one of the two worst third place teams yet. They're they're in a really good shape. Uh, Switzerland definitely needs to win their last match against Turkey though to uh, to maybe feel safe about getting one of those other spots. Uh, Group B, uh, Belgium they are through two wins as well three nil over Russia. Uh, with a brace in that one, and then not not the normal Hazard, but uh, <laughs> Torgan Hazard uh, with the equalizer today for Belgium against Denmark. Uh, as they uh, they got a late winner from Kevin De Bruyne, who brought them back from an early, early goal. They scored too early, is what Denmark did, from Yusuf Poulsen um, in just the second minute. Uh, this was after Denmark had lost their first match to Finland on the restart 1-0. Um, so Denmark currently sitting on zero points. They are in a whole lot of trouble to try and get out of this group. They are going to need to come out and beat Russia to have a chance in their last match. Uh, meanwhile, Russia and Finland both equal on three points. Uh, so these last matches have determined a lot. Finland, after falling to Russia 3-0, sorry, 1-0, um, sit on those three points, but they don't own the head-to-head tiebreaker against Russia right now. So they are they are going to need to beat Russia's result uh, on their next match, which was on the 21st, if they want to get one of those top two spots. Uh, over in Group C, there's Freaky Deaky Deutsch. Oh, Wes and I talked about it. Fred DeBoer nearly screwed it all up, uh, but they did not. Um, thanks to the most unlikeliest, Denzel Dumfries. He has become a hero for the Netherlands in this one. Uh, scores the eventual winner against Ukraine 3-2 after the Netherlands gagged a 2-0 lead um, late on in that match. Uh, and then again scoring today against Austria. Netherlands on six points, Ukraine and Austria both on three after Austria managed to win 3-1 against North Macedonia. North Macedonia has been eliminated officially with zero points, uh, but Ukraine and Austria going head-to-head on the final match day. Um, winner is through to the knockout stage, period, the end. Um, they could, of course, both advance. Depending on how the other top, uh, the, the other third place teams face off, um, but a lot to play for that. And again, a win there guarantees you passage to the knockout stage. So I, I think both those teams will be looking to win that match. Absolutely, not just play for a draw. Uh, over in Group D, uh, this is where we've gone to. By the time I'm recording this, uh, these groups have only played one match now. Uh, so England. They got their 1-0 win over Croatia. And normally we would joke about that, but hey, it was actually a really good 1-0 win. Uh, Raheem Sterling with the goal in this one. And it was a quite comfortable win for England. They looked very good, even even just scoring the one goal. Um, So they passed their first test against Croatia. Czech Republic put two past Scotland. So both uh, the Czech Republic and England on three points. Uh, Croatia and Scotland on zero. England will then take on Scotland and Croatia uh, before our next podcast. So we will know by the time we rejoin Wes if uh, England has gone through the knockout stage. Already a good start, though, with the three points. 
Over in Group E, uh, Slovakia. Excuse me, they are the early leaders after the somewhat shocking win over Poland, 2-1. Wojciech Szczesny, oh, everyone's favorite optional goalkeeper. Uh, his early own goal is allowed, allowed uh, Slovakia to take a 1-0 lead. And then everyone's favorite summer transfer window, uh, Milan Skirnir, um, uh scored the winner in the 69th minute to uh, give Slovakia the big win over Poland. Uh, meanwhile, Spain and Sweden drew nil-nil, which means Slovakia is leading this group. And hey, they now play Sweden next. If Slovakia wins that one, they're through. That's it. That bit's done and dusted. So uh, big match, and of course, big match for Poland. And I was turn around and play Spain, and they need points. So uh, they need at least a draw against Spain, if not an outright win, to uh, get back in this group stage. Playing Group F, um, Portugal and France, the winners on the day. Portugal 3-0 victors, although every goal came after the 84th minute for Portugal. So they left it late against Hungary. Uh, but France lost their game against Germany 1-0. Hummels with the own goal in this one. But uh, France will take it, and France played very, very well in this match, looking like those early frontrunners to win the whole thing. Um, so Portugal-France on three points, Germany-Hungary on nil. But again, just one match played. And now Germany has to turn around and play Portugal. In that scenario I talked about where Germany could be going to that match against Hungary to end, to end their group stage at zero points is now just a little more likely. We'll have to see how that shakes out. Uh, right now, the third-place teams, uh, the top four are Austria, Finland, Sweden, and Switzerland. Germany and Croatia currently outside looking in. Still, uh, those two last teams, Germany and Croatia, uh, still have their second matches to play, so still more points to be gained there. Um, so that that can very well change. Um, so yeah, also of note, Netherlands won their group. They are they are guaranteed first place, um, and because of that, we can now already confirm that they will play the third place team from either Group D, E, or F, which right now would either be Croatia, Sweden, or Germany. Uh, so a lot, a lot to play for, a lot still to come here. And again, Italy and Belgium also have uh, already guaranteed their spot in the knockout stage. Just not sure exactly where yet in the bracket. That's your Euro 2020 update. Um, Copa America, they've just gotten started. Uh, so eight teams have played one match, two teams still yet to play. Uh, the, what they're doing is they've divided up the ten, their 10 teams in the incomparable into two groups of five, play each team once, I believe. Yes, each team once. Top four out of five from each group advance into an A-team knockout bracket. Um, and, and it'll be like the winner of group A plays the fourth-place team in group B, winner of group B plays the fourth-place team in group A, and so on and so forth. Um, so out the gate, Argentina drew Chile 1-1. Paraguay beat Bolivia 3-1, so Paraguay currently topping Group A there uh, with Argentina and Chile on a point apiece. Brazil, comfortable 3-0 win over Venezuela, and Colombia, a 1-0 win over Ecuador. So those are your current two leaders over in Group B, a.k.a. the North Zone. So uh, we'll see. Still plenty of tournament left there as those those continue to start. All right, uh, news and notes. 
Amazon, they're buying up rights to everything. Now they are getting league rights uh, over Canal Plus. And, um, yeah, so um, Canal was like, yeah, we're just not going to release Matt, play, uh, show our matches anymore. Yeah, the, the deal was for the future, we know, we're, we're just not going to show matches anymore. So, that's great. French football already in a really good spot, so I'm sure that this, this squabble will go down wonderfully. That was via awful announcing. Um, interesting story from Foot Mob. No need to almost go past the headline, but uh, this is from Lizzie Becharano. Ooh, I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, MLS Commissioner Don Garber insists CONCACAF can reach the level of Ewing. Couldn't even make it through. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Sure. Sure, buddy. Sure. You you keep thinking. Like we talked Wes and I talked about it, I think it was last week. We talked about the US men's national team and getting their players over to Germany. Like it's not a knock on the MLS that the best soccer is just being played in Europe. Like we talked about the best Brazilians go to Europe. They don't stay in Brazil's top league. They go to Europe. You know, the best African players go to Europe. If you are one of the best players in the world, Eventually, you just find yourself in Europe. That's where all the best players are, essentially. Um, or China, I guess, if you're, if you're a, of a certain age. Um, so there's nothing wrong with not being at the level of UEFA. I, I think that's the problem I, I, I still have with Garber and MLS, is that they keep wanting to be like, oh, yeah, we, we can be as good as UEFA. And it's like, you're probably not. Unless you just try to pull a China to, to an even grosser level and just start throwing tons of money at players still very much in their prime, it's not going to happen, at least not for many generations. So it, it feels like they're trying to keep being bigger than they are instead of just accepting what they are instead and playing to that strength. It can be still very fun to watch an MLS match. You just need to understand it's not UEFA level, and that's fine. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. It just is what it is. I just, I don't like that they keep trying to be something that they're clearly not. So I understand wanting to shoot and be for the stars and be aspirational, but it, it just sounds silly. So shocking coming from El Moss. Um, Danny Riddow's longtime servant of Spurs is heading to Watford. Um, Wish Danny all the best. A great player for the club when he was healthy. Um, just injuries just robbed him of a lot of speed and his effectiveness. But when he was at the top, man, him and Kyle Walker bombing down the sides for Tottenham, that's, it, it doesn't get much better than that in the Premier League, I tell you what. So um, controversial somewhat figure at Tottenham, but I know a very much loved one who was not afraid to speak his mind to the club. Uh, but Danny Rose will be heading on a two-year deal to butt forward. Um, so now I guess we, I'll finish by pimping the athletic. Uh, Zach Buchanan wrote this article uh, just about a week ago. Um, but it's uh, meet MLB photographer Danielle Cortez, who is hoping to help make baseball a more welcoming place for transgender people. As this is Pride Month, um, we want to celebrate that. And 
Uh, so that's the article I'm pimping this week from The Athletic. Uh, so Zach Buchanan made a great write-up on it, and uh, go check it out on The Athletic, where you can get tons of great articles. And they're constantly running deals, so you don't have to pay full price for a subscription. Even then, the full price is worth it. Go check it out. The Athletic is amazing. Um, so that's going to do it for my section. Uh, let's throw it over to Wes for a little bit of Wembley Corner. I'm almost about to call it Anfield Corner, but it's Wembley Corner. Darn it. So Wes, take it away, my friend. Hey, guys. It's your old pal, Wes. Coming to you with a special Wembley Corner. Because, you know, Anfield, we're about to be under construction. That's 7,000 new seats Anfield. Bring that, uh, Max attendance up to 61,000. It's going to be fucking crazy when we get in here. But, uh, of course, it is Euro 2020. Hashtag 21 season 41. And the English are playing at Wembley. So we'll call it Wembley Corner. Folks, I'm a little out of breath. I'm recording this up in the mountainous hills of central Pennsylvania. I struck out on a seven-mile run. I'm not going to be ashamed and lie. I got to five and a half. And so now I'm walking the mile and a half back to the residence of my English way of his parents' house. I'm about to hit this like really, really steep hill. It's just a, oh, just a bitch. So, uh, yeah. a little out of breath. Um, but we're cool. Let's shut that heart rate. Ooh, 135. That's after walking for the last eight minutes. Oh, it's a mountainous dream. Gotta get it. Alright, alright. To the football. Da, 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 da. Folks, after last week's England-Croatia match, there's only one thing I could say at the end of it. It's that it's coming home. That's right, folks. Wes is back on. The English were impressive. Phenomenal, fantastic win. Against the defending World Cup runner-ups. Um... What you're saying, they played well, they played within themselves, they didn't lose their shit since they were playing at Wembley. But sometimes for England, it's a little easier to play on the road than in England. But they did good, they did good. And here we are. Uh, as I'm recording this, they are actually in the build up today to the uh, Scotland match. Scotland, England. Um, going to be the biggest Scotland-England match in a quarter of a decade. Excuse me, a quarter of a century, quarter of a decade, that's not a long Quarter of a century, 25 years since the last time these two met with this one's on the line. England can go ahead and book their way into the knockout stage. Scottish, uh, Scotland just needs a result here, would be big for the Scots, get a result, and then play Croatia with them. Definitely have something to play for in that last one. But, uh, you know, they're saying the, the Tartan Army, the Scottish fans, they are, they are there. And they are ready. And they are excited. So, you know what, folks? We're going to see. We're going to see. England's going to Tell us we're around the tournament. The year in, year out, Dark Horses, the Belgians, have been a, I'd say a surprise so far. 
fact, they played really well in their first two matches. Uh, that, that says a lot for them going forward, especially having a fully healthy De Bruyne, a fully healthy Hazard. But both of them being able to come on and play really well in, uh, in short and maybe half-hour cameos. And, you know, if you, can, if you can be right there in it, and with 30 minutes left, you can introduce a De Bruyne and a Hazard. Shit. We'll see. We'll see. Could be something going for the, uh, for the Belgians. Could it finally be their year? Obviously not, because it's coming home just soon. Man, this hill's about to murder man. I'm honestly about to turn a corner and really look up for that. Um, elsewhere, France beat the Germans. I don't think, <coughs> I don't think anyone was too shocked with that. Whew, me, that was gross. Uh, but the Germans just, still looking lost, man. Still looking lost. So they just, they don't know what they're doing. France only beat them 1-0. But it kind of seemed like the French just, uh, they decided, well, we can get 1-0 up. They're not going to score. So, on where we go. Jesus, help me. Oh, let's go. Um, so the French looking good. The Portuguese took care of theirs on that side. So the group of death threw a match looking like we thought it would. France, Portugal in the driver's seat. Germany a chance to get out, but they've got some work to do. We really behoove them to get a result against the Portuguese. Yeah. Um, on the Premier League front, poor Ed. Poor Ed. I know he recorded his part before all this came out, but uh, now Fonseca not coming to Spurs. Next, we heard they were going after Catuso. Not coming to Spurs. If they haven't called Graham Potter, I don't know what the hell they're doing. But, you know, I wonder, Daniel Levy knows where he's going. Anyway. Alright, guys, so I'll tell you all that. I think that's going to do it for Wimbledon today. Just a reminder. Uh, Premier League camps kick off in about six weeks. The six time champions of Europe, Liverpool, will be back. Most of our guys are getting a good rest this summer. Allison's it. Come the ball. Compass. That's Compass. I'm rambling. Uh, the Premier League schedule came out. City Tottenham match day one. Whew. Liverpool playing Norwich. Same team we played on the first day of the season two years ago when we lifted our 19th English crown. All right, guys. Wes is clucking out now. Wes is having trouble breathing up here on the mountain. It'll love you if uh, I make it down the mountain. Be back next Wednesday. Back to the Far and Fair podcast. So remember, guys. Whew. Wes loves you. And if this is it for old Wes, remember you all never walk alone. So long from Wembley Corner. Back to you, Ed Green. Wes, that was so great. Uh, I can't wait to 
I can't wait to be back with you next week as we uh, as we see if England has advanced or not and who they'll be playing if they do in the knockout stage. Um, but that is going to do it for us this week on episode 370 of the Foreign Affair podcast. Once again, shouts to NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. We never stop. As do we. You can find them on social media along with us on Twitter. As a collective, we are at AFA Pod. Uh, he is at West Bradshaw 21 and I am at Edward Green. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube via our parent show, the All New Sports Show, and you can email us at allnewsportshow at gmail.com. Thanks to our podcast providers, including podbean.com, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Follow us on any of those great services. So, yeah, that's going to do it for this week. Next week, we'll be ready to, I believe, talk about the entirety of the knockout stage. Um, or maybe we'll still have one or two days of match left. Maybe one day of match left. No, actually, wait a minute. Let me get this right. Let me get this right real quick here. Um, okay. Uh, group stage. So the last day of group stage is um, June 23rd, which is, yeah, next Wednesday. So yeah, by next time we talk, we will know the final results of the group stage of Euro 2020 and exactly how the bracket is going to shake out. So that'll be very fun to dissect with Wes. Um, but that will be next week. Thank you so much for joining us here on this week's edition of the Afford Fair Podcast. From a Colin Prime West Bradshaw, I am Edward Green. We will catch you next week. Until then, everyone, stay safe. Enjoy the football. There's a lot of it right now, even in the heat of summer. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop.